The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. Welcome to another edition of Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. And uh, I mentioned to Adam off the air before we start here that I'm uh, coming to you from a different location this week. I'm coming from my mother's basement. Which is <laughs> making me feel like I'm about 14 years old. But there's a huge uh, construction project happening outside my house. It's really loud. And so uh, I came over here with the dog, and uh, we're going to be uh, doing the show. I uh, hope you don't mind, Adam. Is that okay? Absolutely. Perfectly fine with me. All right. So no more swearing. No, uh, we we got to be on our top behavior. My mother will be very upset if anything goes wrong. Definitely, I'll keep it down. No, no German swear words from me. So okay. that's that's the good thing. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, so obviously, big weekend. Let's uh, hear the audio about what's happening on the pitch. Premier League football. What's happening on the pitch? I'm just gonna jump right in because I know that. Uh, Adam has once again given us a very good TV tip last week. It was uh, the game um, Manchester United versus the Wolves. You you predicted an upset, and you know I'm going to call it an upset. It was a it was a one to one draw, but that's still an upset, don't you think? I, I think so. I think it was a pretty close game. I mean, I think Man United probably had a little bit more of the possession, especially near the end. But to be fair. Wolves could have won it right at the end. Uh, De Gea made a great save with his feet, as he usually does, to kind of keep the draw. But, yeah, it was a pretty good game. And uh, uh, I I really like this Wolves team. I think they've got some some really talented players. I love the way they play. And uh, they're going to upset some teams, certainly down the road. Yeah, I think they're in the top 10 already. Uh, I think they're in 10th uh, on the table. But like you Mm -hmm. said about De Gea, you know, De Gea is – was terrible during the World Cup. He was just awful. And it suddenly he remembers that he's one of the greatest goalies in the world. And, <laughs> you know, oh, that's right. I'm a great goalie. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, it was a good game, though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a good game. I mean, like you said, I mean, again, he's he's a little bit unorthodox in the in the saves that he makes. I mean, but he keeps the ball out of the net, and that's, and that's all you really want the goalkeeper to do. He's I mean, all arms uh, and legs. He really is. And he's not a big guy. He's not extremely, he's not a presence. You think, oh my goodness, you know, he's not like a courtois, uh, that type of a person where he's 6'6". Six, six. He but he just, he's a, he, he's a little rangy. He's able to get down. His maneuver's good. And uh, again, makes some good saves compared to what he did in the World Cup. It's like night and day for sure. So uh, courtois, have you gotten over that yet that he's no longer with your Chelsea boys? Yeah, I know. That's the first time I've mentioned his name, actually, yeah. in a long time. So, yeah, it's over. It's done. He's you know, dead he's, to you. He's, he, I was just going to say that. He's dead to me. He beat me to the punch. Yeah. I will no longer be talking about him anyway. So, who, well, watches, the, who watches the Spanish League anyway? Exactly. It's, you know, who, who cares? Well, let's talk about uh, your team um, because this was a shocker to me. Uh, I watched the game. What in the world is going on? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, I mean, I, I'll be. I'm going to put a little bit of a positive spin on this. Okay. Um, I, I thought, I thought from a possession standpoint, obviously Chelsea absolutely dominated. Um, it was there, and, the, and the, there's going to be games like this are going to happen. And I think the manager came out and even said, you know, he wasn't terribly disappointed. 
you know, to go a whole season. Did he take the day. cigarette out of his mouth before he said <laughs> yeah, that? I think he did. Okay. At least the butt end, at least. Okay. So, um, but yeah, so I, I'm not I'm not terribly disappointed that they they got the draw. You know, West Ham's always kind of a tricky trickyish place. I mean, especially with the stadium, uh, the new stadium. Uh, maybe the you know I'm kind of making excuses for them, but <laughs> uh, but I, I think um, you know I think we got a little lucky. I mean, there was definitely a, a terribly missed header from oh, the, the Ukrainian open. player there. Wide like, open header. I know, couldn't believe it. So, and it, it was funny in terms of a, you know, I kind of one thing I've always looked at. I kind of look at trends and themes. That to me, this this weekend was the the trend was people not scoring off easy headers. I know Sane missed an easy one. Yeah, that's right. The Man City game, and he missed that one. And I'm like, oh my goodness, all these guys just can't get headers. So, who knows what's happening? You know, maybe a. They'll be spending hours upon hours heading practice in the next week. But there was a lot of missed headers this week, that's for sure. So uh, this is a derby, right? It's Because West Ham is also in London. Right, right. right. What, what do they call this one, the West Ham versus Chelsea? Just, yeah, it's just kind of a London derby. It's I mean, there's no London real, derby. Yeah, there's... yeah, it's just real, no real catch to it. I mean, two London teams that, you know, Chelsea's firm rival is Fulham. So that's their real big rivalry match. Oh, I didn't know uh, that. Yeah, so that's their big one because they're just across the river. You know, they're right next to each other. Um, uh, so that's their big one. That's gonna. So that'll be a big derby match. So people get pumped up for that. Just that's, like that's uh, their Cubs White Sox. Exactly. Yeah, and it's like Tottenham Arsenal's the big North London derby. You know, and Chelsea Fulham's the West London derby. You know, West Ham is in East London. So it's kind of a little bit of a hike away, but uh, yeah. So this this um, it's it's always a, a, a tough game whenever they play each other. Um, and West Ham looks like they're kind of getting out of their funk a little bit, which is good. Yeah, because I you know I, I didn't see them drop. They've got a lot of. I was looking at their roster. They've got a lot of talent on their team. No question. I mean, they, some of their better players are also injured. They, uh, the the Austrian striker uh, Arnautovic was was missing, so he's probably their best player mm-hmm. so for them to get a draw against chelsea missing their best player that's probably a good result for them yeah i would say so uh now so there's only one team remaining that is six and oh and that is my favorite team liverpool um, yeah. again as you mentioned they haven't really beaten anyone uh but they they did beat southampton three zip and it was not close it was a, right. a convincing victory and in the champions league they also uh beat psg three to yeah. two yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, they've they've had a good week. I mean, again, just just keep on moving forward. Uh, I think they're they're the real deal. I mean, there's no question about it. Unbeaten. I think uh, this is probably the the best start they've had in quite a long time. Obviously, Jurgen Klopp's now got them sorted out, and I think I noticed that. Um, now this is a team that's kind of figuring out ways to win. This was probably a game last year they may not have won, uh, especially coming off a big game during the week in the right. Champions League. But they, they figured out now how they can lock games in. They figured out a way to, to basically – they're up 3 nothing. I think it was 3 nothing at half time. They're up 3 yeah. nothing at half time, and then they just locked it down. So it kind of got a little bit boring but hey they did their business in the first 45 minutes so and that's what that's what good teams do yeah that's absolutely true i mean and they're showing up every game now which is something uh, traditionally liverpool has not done exactly exactly so yeah they're going to be definitely right there for the title 
um, along with along with my boys, hopefully, uh, and obviously Man City. So let's talk about Man City because they um, they crushed their opponent this weekend, five nothing. It, yeah. it's, it they are a offensive juggernaut. No question, they were. You know, it's funny. We, you know, obviously midweek they lost in a bit of an upset in the in the Champions League. Yeah. But they came back and they didn't miss a beat. I mean, they just absolutely, like you said, they absolutely crushed Cardiff. It could have been eight or nine. Let's be honest. <laughs> it could know. have been. It could have been a lot more. So, uh, and and to be fair, Cardiff shouldn't be in this division. Yeah. I mean, no, they're really looking like they are going to. They're not in last place yet, but they will be. There's yes. just no question about it. The other yeah, two teams that came up both look like they're solid. I mean, mm-hmm. um, they're they're having you know good results. They're in every game, but Cardiff is just getting crushed by everybody. Yeah, and and to, I mean, and I think they were all surprised to get through. There's no question. I mean, when they when they went up, it was a little bit of a surprise. I think Aston Villa was the other team that was kind of fighting to get in, and probably they would have been a bit of better better off in the long run. Now, obviously, we're predicting what's may or may not happen you know who knows cardiff could go on a great run but from what we've seen it's not looking good there's there's not much there offensively they're not creating anything it's just hey can we score off a set piece that's about it right man man city's just so good i mean i I mean i think aguero that's two over 200 goals now for for man city so probably the greatest goal score man city's ever had so really really good yeah yeah, he is. He's something else. But uh, but let's talk a, a little bit about that Champions League game because they did. They were not exactly playing a powerhouse, and it was in Manchester. Right. Exactly. So yeah, I mean, I, I actually saw a little bit of some of the tactical stuff that Leon did, and uh, it was interesting because they kind of sat off a little bit, but then they were really good at pressing at the right times and. I think it was probably a little bit of an off day for Man City, so yeah. Leon kind of caught them, but Leon probably played their best game they could have played. They figured out ways to steal the ball high up the pitch, and that's how they were able to score their goals. Um, you know, Man City kind of came back a little bit to make it 2-1, but it, it was it was one of those games where, you know, I don't know if anything could have gone right for them on that day. But they, they it was a fair play to Leon. It was a great result for them to go. I mean, I don't think they ever expected to win at Man City. But, um, you know, I, I don't see it. I, I, I think the common theme for, for this, for that team, is I think this is just a little bit of a blip on the radar. Yeah. It's not going to be a major uh, a major issue. I think they're going to keep on going through, and they'll, they'll qualify easily for the next uh, next round of the Champions League. I, remember, I would I would agree with that. Yeah, and remember, they're still missing their best player too. De Bruyne's still out, so yeah, you know when he comes back, that's only going to help them. <laughs> that's just ridiculous. Um, but you know, uh, on the other hand, Pep, the coach, he has been putting a lot of pressure on this team to win Champions League because that's the one thing that's eluded him. He wants to win that that uh, that Champions League title, and you know, I wonder if they're getting tight because of that. Yeah, um, that that's a good point. I, I think there's there's probably some 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 uh, truth to that. I think um, I think with Pep, I think the pressure he's probably getting from the upstairs in the boardroom was like, look, you know, we've done we've done what we've given you everything you need. You got you got 
you know, numerous keys to every possible fantastic car that you have here. Yeah. And uh, now, now it's uh, now we need to win the big one. So it's the greatest cup competition in terms of the Champions League. So it's time for them to win it. I mean, I, I really do think this might be a little bit of a motivator for them, saying, "Hey, maybe now they know. Hey, you can't. You got to come into every game and be ready to play." So this, right. they, knowing Pep will probably turn this into a positive, and uh, they may go on a nice run and. I still think they'll win the whole thing this year. Can you imagine? I mean, you've been a coach for you know, thirty years, uh, maybe not that long, but a long time. Um, <laughs> can you imagine the pressure, the just the daily pressure that these guys are under? And I know they're getting paid big bucks. Yes, but the, in the Premier League, the pressure is just ridiculous. And when you're in the Champions League and and every game you're playing, mm-hmm. you know. 50 60 games a year yeah it's it's absolutely it's so consuming i think that's the biggest thing is the time that they spend and they're constantly thinking about the next game the players the injuries it's you hate to say this but probably their family and their personal life takes a back seat for most of the time how could it not yeah exactly because they just it's it's they're so focused and they're so concentrated on what they need to do and you know i i even felt that even as a college coach certainly not at that level at the 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 league level but i was always concerned about where my next player was coming from i'm looking to find the next player and then obviously during the season you're always worried about how you can win that next game so you'll probably you know the player the players just play you know, they, they just like go out there. Hey, whatever happens, happens. Right. You know, it's it's one of those things. And the, that's the most that's the toughest thing for for coaches is that we we have an effect during the week. But when it gets down to it, the day of the game, it's we're just keeping our fingers crossed. And I know for me at times it was it was nerve wracking. You know, it's not, until you get that first goal, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, I've luckily never felt that kind of pressure, but I can just I can just imagine what it's like. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, before we get uh, beyond the <coughs> oh, excuse me beyond the Premier League here, I I uh, had a couple things that I heard this weekend that I want to run by you. Yeah, and sure. We have some audio for that. And now explain that foreign tradition, please. All right, so it's not really a foreign tradition. I just want to know. What the heck this means, right? <laughs> one of my favorite things, I've mentioned this all the time, one of my favorite things about watching the Premier League with the British announcers is they don't dumb it down for us. They they uh, do their uh, colloquialisms, uh, which are well-known in England and are completely unknown here yeah. in America. And I heard a new one that I absolutely loved this uh-huh. past weekend, and that was they got the hair dryer treatment at halftime. Nice. Can you explain what that means? Yes. So the hairdryer, it's it's certainly not a positive thing. That's yeah. for sure. So if you think about how loud uh, your your wife's hairdryer is in the morning, mm-hmm. sometimes that's woken me up occasionally. <laughs> so when that happens, think about what would be that going on if uh, your manager at halftime goes in there and basically just goes off at, on you. So that's really what it is. It's uh, basically the coach, the manager, screaming at the players, telling them how bad they are, and then trying to motivate them to do a little bit better. So that's the hairdryer um 
treatment. Um, treatment, yes. yeah. And the, probably the biggest one, the most famous one, I don't know if you know too much about it. This was when Alex Ferguson was well known for doing this, the former Man United manager. He did it at halftime with uh, David Beckham and just kind of went off at David Beckham. And then, in fact, he ended up throwing a, 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 a soccer shoe at David Beckham and scratched his eye. Wow. That was part of the reason why Beckham ended up leaving. So it was kind of one of those things uh, kind of near the end of his uh, yeah, a little bit of a tumultuous relationship at the end, especially when he married the Spice Girl yeah. uh, there. So um, but, yeah, it's just kind of funny. Um, that's that's what they what we do. You know, managers will go in and if they're not happy about something. They'll, they'll tell the players. That's for sure. Also, I think the hair dryer to me, it's the hot air. Right. It's the mm. hot air coming out the end of that hair dryer. It's loud and it's hot air exactly. and it's coming right at the players, which is exactly. just a, a great way, a, a yes. wordsmith's way of describing that. Right. Uh, exactly. There's another one that I heard that I didn't quite understand. Uh, and it was a team that was having a hard time. I might have been during the Chelsea game where they said they are going through all the gears. What does that yeah. mean? Typically, that may mean so if there's a play or a team that's trying to get out of first. So most cars in Europe, as you probably are aware, and you know, for some of the listeners may not necessarily know this, but most of them are still stick shifts. So sometimes it takes a little while to kind of get out of first, to get into second, and what have you. And so that's really kind of the uh, the analogy that they're making. So they're trying to go through all the gears. Um, to get to where they will need to be. And so sometimes it's a little bit easy for them to do it. They're straight through in the fourth, no problem. Uh, sometimes it takes a little while to get through the gears. So when they're going through the gears to get to the point, that's, uh, that's normally somewhat successful. Uh, but you could also use it as a negative as well, saying they've gone through all the gears and there's nothing left type of thing. Right. That generally doesn't happen if it's a cracker. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to incorporate the new terminology that I'm using. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's a cracker. Here you go. All right, so it's time for our quiz. And uh, each week we've been doing it. I was actually at a, at an event this weekend, and someone came up to me and said they love the quizzes. Okay, good. Yeah. That's good. So we have another quiz this week, and this this week I've decided to uh, choose Southampton as our as our object of our quiz because they played my team Liverpool and lost three to nothing. And I just was reading up on them and it's really a fascinating history. Um, Southampton is known as an Academy, one of the, one of the great Academy schools uh, in England. And they kind of make their money by producing these great players and then selling them. Right. Exactly. So here's, here's the first question. All right. Which of the following players were not sold by Southampton. All right. Okay. A. Alex Oxley Chamberlain. B. Virgil Van Dyke. C. Luke Shaw. And D. Gareth Bale. Okay. Was not sold. Yes. Hmm. That's interesting. I thought it sounds like they all were. Oh, very good. It was a trick okay. question. Okay, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, 
They may have got me on that one because I, I thought they all played for Southampton at some point. They all did. Right. Okay. They did. Okay. All right. right. I, I had to do that to you just once. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Southampton manager Mark Hughes has coached all of the following clubs except for one. This one's for real. Okay. <laughs> A, Manchester United. B, Manchester City. C, Queens Park Rangers. Or D, Stoke City. Manchester United. Even though he played for them, never managed them. That was the tricky part. Okay, very good. Yeah. All right, so two for two. Who is the youngest player to ever play for Southampton? He was only 16 years old when he played. Was it A, Gareth Bale? B, Mick Channon? C, Theo Walcott? Or D, Peter Crouch? Hmm. I'm going to go with Theo Walcott. Oh, boy, you're on a roll. That's three for three. And another player yeah. that Southampton sold, by the way. Yeah, yes. absolutely. They made a living, and they've sold most of them to Liverpool, to be fair. Yeah, that's true. All right, now the club was founded 132 years ago, and it was named after a saint originally. It wasn't called Southampton at first. It was named after a saint, and that's why uh-huh. they still call themselves the Saints, right? Yep. Which saint were they named after? Was it St. James, St. Philip, St. Elizabeth, or St. Mary? Well, it's the name of their now stadium, so it would be St. Mary's. That's four for four. That was kind of an easy one, but I'll give you that yes. one. <laughs> All right. So this one is the final one. All right. And you've already passed again. So far, you've got a perfect record. Uh, On the current roster of Southampton, one of their players hails from Norway. Okay. Mm. Which player hails from Norway? Is it Janik Vestergaard? Mohamed Elianusi? (laughs) Pierre-Emily Hoiberg? Or something like that? (laughs) Or Jan... Bednarik or Jan Bednarik. All of them are on the roster. One of them comes from Norway. Ooh. Okay. Um, Do you like the names again? <laughs> um, I'm going to go with. Um, I'm going to go with Elanusi. That's very good. Very good. good? Yes, Mohammed Elanusi yes. from Norway. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's it's kind of a weird one. I know. I think the others are from Denmark, right? I think. Well, Two of them are from Danes. Denmark. One is yeah. from Poland. Um, but uh, Elanusi was born in Morocco, uh, yeah. but then grew up in in uh, Norway. So that's yeah. the explanation there. Uh, yeah, so. It's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's funny just when you look at the teams and you look at the players, you know, and it's, it's always funny for me because I can always associate where they played at before. Because sometimes Southampton's not always their first destination. So right. you kind of have to track back to, oh, yeah, I remember him when he played there. So, yeah, yeah. kind of one of those things. Uh, if you are looking for free kicks uh, and you want to find us in, somewhere other than Radio Misfits, uh, you can check us out at iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn. And by the way, uh, review the show. Uh, give us uh, your impact of what, what what you think of the show. Let us know uh, that, that there are opportunities to do that in all of those places you can also sign up for the rss feed on the radio misfits uh, podcast network page 
And we have a free kicks page there on Radio Misfits as well. So do we have any uh, news from uh, this side of the pond uh, this week? Yeah, all kinds of things uh, oh, wait, going on. Wait, I got audio, man. Okay, yeah, do it's, it. It's a professional it. broadcast. Hang on. <laughs> Here we go. In this country, we call it soccer partner. Okay, what do you got? Yeah, so um, well, especially here in the office, being busy, uh, we had a great meeting this past week. We probably had about 25 of our local uh, DOC, some college coaches pop in, and uh, we had the uh, United Soccer Coaches come in, um, which was great. Jeff Van Dusen, who's actually in charge of the uh, the exhibit hall and the convention itself, he's kind of the manager of all of that, so a pretty busy guy. Uh, he was talking about the uh, the convention that's going to be happening in January, so we're really excited about working with them and being a big part of the convention. Um, so he talked a little bit about kind of the things that are going on and what's going to be happening. And, uh, also kind of a nice little deal here for a little less than a month is, uh, he actually gave us a, um, a discount code, which I'll say real quickly. And, uh, that discount code will get you a little bit money off the, uh, the convention registration. And that convention, uh, code is I L as in Illinois D O C as in director of coaching, and then the number 19. So that will get you about 10% off. So that's kind of a good little deal. So people are interested, and I know we'll talk about it a lot in the coming months as to what's happening. Presenters, people are going to be coming in. They normally bring in some great uh, international coaches. So for a soccer nut like myself, it's going to be – it's kind of like uh, going to Disney World and – I don't even have to go too far. It's going to be in Chicago. <laughs> Should we broadcast live from there? We could certainly could. We might be. It could be there. It's going to be right there at the McCormick Place. They've done a great deal of renovation in and around that area. They built three hotels, and uh, I think what's also kind of nice is everything's linked. So you may, if I remember, you're going to be able to kind of go from one place to the next without even going outside. So that's going to be kind of nice, especially in January. Great. Well, you should check it out. See if the if they are interested in having us there, and maybe we could have one of the coaches on the show talk talk Definitely. to them live. That would be cool. All right. So uh, every week, uh, I I count on you for this. I, I immediately go and and set my DVR after you give me your TV tip. So let's play the audio <laughs> for that. Here we go. Now time for Adam's weekend soccer TV tip. What are you picking for us? All right. Well is actually this is going to happen twice. So this is going to be great. So you're going to see this game twice, although the midweek game is probably not going to be as big as the Premier League game on Saturday. But Chelsea play Liverpool twice this week. So this is going to be fantastic. So this is this is it right here. The big one on Saturday when Chelsea get rid of that unbeaten record is going to be <laughs> uh, Saturday. It's the later game. It's going to be the uh, 11.30 game, so you won't have to uh, get up too, too early. And that's at Stamford Bridge. But then midweek, they play each other in the Carabao Cup. Maybe we'll have to chat about that at some point to kind of explain what that is. But that's kind of the League Cup. It's one of the many cups that uh, is part of the uh, the English uh, pyramid in terms of, of football. But, um, so it's not, so the, it's not the FA Cup. Right. It's the League Cup. So this is just for league teams. The FA Cup encompasses kind of like the U.S. Open Cup. Everybody, like I even played in the FA Cup, actually, um, as, a, as a youngster. You just go in and any team has to qualify to get in. 
Right. Uh, with in the with the Carabao Cup, that's the old football league cup. You have to be a professional team gotcha. uh, to be in that. But yeah, so uh, so those are, that's going to be obviously a great game. Be interesting to see what happens Wednesday. I think you're going to probably see a lot of different players in that. Right. Players that don't play as much, and then on Saturday you're going to have the big guns. Eden Hazard, Sal- uh, Salah will be there. All the big guns. Will oh be playing. man, that's going to be fantastic. Oh yeah, so definitely it's going to be a big game for sure. All right, so check that out, everybody. If you'd like to know more about Adam and Rick, you can follow us on Twitter, FK with Adam and Rick, and Facebook, Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. We post all of our shows at both of those locations as well. You can also check out our day job. I'm an author, publisher at Eckhart's Press, eckhartspress.com, and the co-host of the Minutia Men podcast with David Stern. And Adam is the technical director and director of coaching for the Illinois Youth Soccer Association. The executive producer of this podcast is Tony Lasano of Opi Productions. We're distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of Free Kicks. The preceding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Lasano and Friends. Family travel with Colleen Kelly. So, Colleen. Yes. You used to be on my little TV show. Remember I those days? I was. I was. You were my big break. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. true. Thank you. I know that's sad, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I remember when I walked in, I remember I was really nervous meeting Tony. He was sitting in this white chair and he looked real important. I have a, oh, that I had so a throne. Funny. Then I found out he wasn't. <laughs> Lasano and Friends. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radio Misfits.com.